you study marketing and how, how things were done in the past, McDonald's went out and they said, ooh, hide the secret sauce. Do not give away the secret sauce. That's what will get people to come. If we have the secret sauce, everybody will come to us. And for an age in marketing, that worked really great. Hide your secrets and keep them close to the hip. Don't let anybody have them because then everybody will come to you. But we're in such a different age of marketing. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Welcome back to The Marketing Matrix. We welcome Michael Johnson back again today to share more of his story and also his advice for how following your passion can help you build your business. I cannot wait for you to hear some of what Michael offers, so keep listening. Welcome to The Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am here with the incredible, talented, super generous, Michael Johnson. Michael, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. It's fun because I've listened to you so many times and uh, gotten to know you and it's, it's really a privilege to be here. Thanks. Oh, we are so grateful. And really the, the privilege is mine, guys. I had an opportunity to be on Michael's podcast just a few weeks ago um, and we had a great time. And I said, look, he, he, he hinted at some things that I was like, look, I've just got to get you on my podcast. We need to just open up your brain to my audience. And so I'm really, really excited to, to have you here. Awesome. Uh, so I want to take a second to introduce Michael and I'm going to give him a chance to tell his story. So Michael Johnson is an author, life coach, master NLP practitioner, and a peak performance coach. He works with entrepreneurs to help them learn the necessary tools to upgrade their internal operating systems so they can find a balance between life and business. With over 25 years of teaching and coaching experience, Michael brings a unique and effective approach to taking your life to the next level using emotional education, intelligence, and mastery to deal with the challenges life and business throw at you every single day. Michael, again, we are so excited to dive into these things, and um, I just know my audience is just going to totally love this. Awesome. I'm excited to share with them some of the things we've been up to. We are too. So for those of our listeners that aren't as familiar with you and your story, talk to us. Like, how, how did you become this peak performance coach, mastering an NLP, and you've shared some of the cool things that you're doing with Russell Brunson's webinar script and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah. how, did, how, did, how did you get to this place? Uh, it's an interesting journey. I actually, uh, for those people that, that haven't uh, found me along the way, I was a professional uh, ballroom dance 
competitor. I was on the circuit for about 10 years as a professional. And uh, I started dancing when I was five. So I've been in that industry. I was in that industry for uh, my entire life. And, uh, you know, I was taught early, like, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And, and while that statement is kind of true, it's not really true. You still work. You just like what you're doing. You know, and, and so there's a huge difference. But uh, I found myself down the line, down the path, having done everything I was supposed to. And I was, uh, I, I call it being in my monkey suit, you know, dressed up in, uh, you know, in a tuxedo, full to the hilt with all the other judges standing on the floor, getting ready to judge another uh, competition. And I remember standing there and looking to my left and there were some of my coaches and mentors from my career. And on my right, there were some of the newly crowned champions that were now judging. And, uh, and I remember thinking to myself, you gotta be kidding me. This is it. This is it. This is what I worked my entire life since I was five years old to get to. This is it. And I'm looking at these poor professionals on the floor that are looking at us going, you like, please mark us, please put us into the next round, you know, because their careers are in our hands. And, you know, as I looked around and, and thought, gosh, what the heck am I doing here? What, what, what am I doing here? I'm overweight. Uh, believe it or not, I was 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. Uh, I was overweight, uh, barely shoved into my tuxedo and, you know, bulging at it, like just feeling like I was going to explode. And I can't say that I was unhappy because here I was in this significance position, right? And, and I had attained this place, but, I, but something wasn't right. And, and it just, I just spent that entire weekend half sitting in my hotel room, half judging and talking to these other judges where it, this was like, this was it for them. And for me, I was like, this is not it. What is wrong? Something is wrong. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I started reflecting and I, as I look back about 15 years before I had, I was in this conference and, you know, it was, I think it was my first conference ever. It was a big one. And, you know, I, I was sitting there looking around, I drugged my mother with me cause I was too afraid to go to, to this personal development conference by myself. And we're two days in three days in and looking around and watching all these people making these massive changes in their life and doing something amazing. And, I looked at my mom and the guy on the stage who maybe you've been to or not, but I remember looking at him and his big cheesy grin and smile and, and thinking to myself, yeah, yeah, that's it. And I turned to my mother and that, this was 15 years before. I was like, I'm going to do that someday. I am going to change thousands of people's lives. And she looked at me and she kind of brushed me off. Me, yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're a ballroom dancer, you know? And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And so I was like, well, I don't, I don't have the skills to do that. So I've got to learn these skills. And I just went on this crazy path. But the thing that's funny is that just like with so many things, the world kind of took a hold of me along that path because I was learning all this stuff, but it applied to me. And so I was so consumed by changing me. And all of a sudden my dance career just took off. And I was so focused on like, I've got to learn this because I've got to change thousands of people's lives, right? And my dance career is like going through the roof. And, uh, and so, you know, cut to down the road, here I am judging and I'm like, this is, this is not it. This is not where I was supposed to be. And, and as I dug in and, and gained some self-awareness and, and did some of these things that I had been learning through the years, I figured out that 
really where I needed to be was on stage. I needed to be in front of people. I needed to be helping them change their world. And it finally occurred to me like, hey, you were called to do this like 15 years ago. You should have started. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're standing here and this is not, this was not your peak. And so, you know, like, I think this happens a lot to entrepreneurs, you know, they get to this place where, where they're doing this thing that they thought they were supposed to do. They're making the money. They might've even uh, figured out how to run a business, but they're standing there in this place where they should be happy and they should be like, everything should be content and fulfilled. And they're looking around going, this is not it. This is, this is not the right place. What, what am I doing here? Everybody looking at me thinks that I've made it. I'm in the monkey suit. I'm the one in control of those poor kids' careers. I'm going to make the call. Like, I'm supposed to be in that place. And I was like, this is, this is not it. This is not the right place. And uh, so I, I kind of took a left turn at Albuquerque. I'm from Albuquerque, so I love that joke. It was like from Bugs Bunny years ago, right? And, uh, and, and I went and started going back to this path and went, wait a second, I can do this. I can actually do this now. I have the skills. I've been learning all that stuff. I was just busy applying it to me for all those years. And I realized, holy cow, I was on this path and I guess I had to be there. So I, you know, I don't look back at it with too much, too much jadedness. I mean, it was a long path, you know, I guess it could have shortened it a little, but, but uh, I look back and go, yeah, okay. I had to do that. Had to get the certifications, had to get, had to figure out how to use it on me because you know, who would I be if I, if I'm sitting here going, you should do this to you, but I've never done it before. Right. And, uh, and so, with all of that under my belt, I started putting together uh, the, the podcast. I've been running a podcast for a couple of years and uh, wrote my third book just recently. Uh, and the first two were educational and the third was like, okay, yeah, now I can do this. I really got it. And so, <laughs> so, uh, so it kind of led me down this path of being able to now get in front of, uh, you know, just tons of entrepreneurs who I love to work with the most because I, I feel like we're the ones that are going to change the world. And I don't mean that like disparagingly or, or, you know, to be rude to others, but I, I really believe that our entrepreneurs of the world, we're the ones that are going to lead the way to change the world in the thing that we have the ability to change the world in. And so, but I, I found this passion in helping people get out of being in that place because it's, it's, it's a really weird place. Cause it's not like tragedy. Oh my gosh, this horrible thing happened, but it's almost worse because you can be content in that place. You can be okay in that place. And it's, it's this plague, I think to an entrepreneur's soul where, you know, you've got something else, you've got this other gear and yet you're making money and you're doing essentially what you thought you were supposed to do, but there's this other thing calling and it's scary as heck. And so, you know, in finding that I, I, I mean, and I still have an attachment to that dance world because I love it so much. I mean, this is what I did since I was five. And so I, I still periodically work with the pros that I've trained and I still do some of that because there's a passion for it and, and I love it. But I realized that this other place was where I had to actually start putting my attention and focus uh, to really be in line and congruent with my soul. And as I've talked to more and more entrepreneurs, I found that that's indeed the case for them as well. They, that, that they're looking and they're like, oh, I know how to do that, but, and it's okay, but it's not, 
it's not there. And I'm like, okay, now it's time. It's time to take that jump. And for some, it's at the beginning of the journey. And for some, it's like, okay, I, you know, made a million dollars and uh, yeah, I'm helping some people do some stuff that I don't really care about, but they're buying the product. It's really cool. And I'm like, that's all right. We got this. We can do this. Let's dig in and, and, and let's take the jump because it is dang scary. And it was scary for me because I remember going through this struggle through that weekend being in this great place and on the flip side, just going, you, you need to get out. You need to stop this madness because even though it's okay, it's not okay. <laughs> and, and it's this weird, weird place, but, uh, but it's been a fun journey and, and it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of continuing uh, self-awareness along the way, right? you've got to know yourself and, and to be able to know yourself means that you have to come to grips with some of the stuff that, that is just okay. It's not bad, but it's just okay. And, and if we can do that purposefully, then what it saves us from is those tragedies, you know, and, and I kind of look at it cause I look at my life and I go, man, I am so dang lucky. I am so blessed and so privileged because I haven't had those major tragedies but I think the tragedy is what society teaches us is that it's okay. If everything's okay, you should just be okay. You should just settle in and be okay. You know, you're, you're doing fine. Don't, you don't need to buck the system. You don't need to do anything that's outside. Just be okay with what you got. You're earning money. It's all right. You, you started a business, right? You're an entrepreneur. You start, it's okay. Just, just get it to a point where it can run itself and that'll be fulfilling if it takes care of it. And I'm like, no, 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 that is not it. We have to push because that's who we are. We, we have this like drive. We gotta, we gotta push and go get something else to make greater impact. And for each level that we take, it kind of leads us to that next place where there might be a new internal struggle. And unfortunately, as we take care of one domino as our, our fearless leader, Mr. Brunson talks us about, you know, as we take care of that big domino, maybe they'll purchase, maybe they'll change their beliefs and maybe they'll buy what we have to sell. But for us in, in terms of inside, we get to this place where it's like, if we knock down one domino, it's funny how, you know, a couple months later, six months later, a year later, all of a sudden that next big domino shows up and it's like, okay, let's take care of that one. And, uh, and I find that that's kind of what we, what I get to work with is I get to work with these entrepreneurs in these different stages, because as they go, they're like, okay, I took care of this one. And then they go strong and they hit it. And then all of a sudden they're at that next place. And they're like, okay, this is the next big thing. I've got to take care of that. And so that's kind of been the, the story from, from A to Z of, of where I've been. I, I literally a blessed life, absolutely blessed life. And yet at the same time, uh, just knowing and recognizing that inside there, there was something else calling and burning, you know, like I, I got to go and push to this other thing that I'm deathly afraid of because I've been doing this other thing for my whole life, you know? Yeah, that is a fascinating story. And, and I, I relate to it quite a bit because for, for the first two thirds of my life, I was a musician. And, and so it's a similar, you know, it's a very, it's an artistic um, outlet, right. And switching over to entrepreneurship. There's a lot of there's, and I, I really, I always like to look at it. Like what music taught me was to be diligent, to be obsessive over the details, to be, you know, to, to focus on the foundational techniques yeah. and that that's how you get really good. And, and so I'm so grateful for the foundation that the arts 
gave me to launch my, my success in business. And it sounds like, like it did the same for you. I mean, oh, dance yeah. is so precise and requires such excellence. Uh, yeah. So that is, that is just amazing. Okay. So well, it had this, it had this cool quality that all of the arts do, right. Is that they give you this huge discipline and, and a super great work ethic, but you have to find some soul in it. And if you don't, people can see through you. They can hear through you. If it's music, it, they can tell through the art that if your soul isn't in it, that, that there's, that it's missing literally. And they look at it and they go, eh, well, you're technically good, but you know, eh. <laughs> you so, know so yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what you do with, with your, with your clients. Like you, you mentioned a few things about knocking over internal um, dominoes and, and in, in your application, you talked about having internal operating systems that need to be handled and NLP and stuff. So like talk, talk to us a little bit about what you do with, with your clients. What I discovered along the way and, and on this path, you know, along the way, it was really just, it was so about me. It wasn't about like, Oh, I've got to learn this to teach it to other people. I was so busy just trying to figure me out. Uh, but in hindsight, it's easy to put those frameworks together. And as you start to work with people, you see the, the consistencies. And one of the major consistencies is that we weren't taught to do this. We were not taught in elementary school, middle school, high school, college. We were not taught how to actually manage our internal operating system. Now, if our phone comes out with a new update, we've like, we're like, we got to do that right away. I got to set the scheduler or the timer so that it'll update tonight. I can't go one day without my phone being updated. And they take and they upgrade our internal operating system of our phone so that it works better. So it runs faster. So it's more efficient. So it doesn't use as much battery. I mean, and there's so many correlations to that. And yet what we spent our entire education system doing is we learned the supposed necessary skills, math, science, English, history. And we did those things. And, I, and I'm not dogging those because, I, I, you know, obviously they all have their place. But what in the heck happened along the way that nobody actually decided to have a mastery class in emotions and our internal operating system? It should have been started when we were in elementary school, preschool even. And there should be master's degrees on how to deal with the internal and how to actually take care of our emotions. And so as I realized that, started digging in and going to the core of it. And if you think about it, everything we do is about feeling some way. We're sitting here on this podcast because we wanna feel some way, maybe a bunch of ways. We talk to somebody else because we wanna feel some way. We don't talk to somebody else because we want to feel a certain way. Everything we're doing is so that we can feel an emotion, some type of emotion. and the crazy part is, is that if that's indeed the case, then why weren't we taught this through the years? Why wasn't there a beginning class and an intermediate class and an advanced? Why didn't we get taught how to do our emotions? And for some people out there, that's still, I still ruffle a lot of feathers when I say that, that we can do our emotions. But uh, I've found tried and true methods to actually help people understand and learn how to do their emotions. Now, as an entrepreneur, this is massively important because we have so many ups and downs. We have so many challenges and things that we deal with on a, on a literally hour by hour basis that if we haven't learned to control and manage our emotions, which is the literal core of it all, then we are in for some serious, serious trouble along the way. 
And if you've been an entrepreneur for any period of time, you know this. You know that when your emotions got out of control, when you lost the ability to manage, control, and execute your emotions, you lost control of something in your business. And usually you paid for it, and usually you had to come back and fix it from a place where you were in, in better control. And so what we found is through very particular frameworks, which uh, are helpful being entrepreneurs. We love frameworks. We love like do this step one, do this step two, because to some extent we think the tactics are the thing that's going to make it work. Well, fine. I know how to work with entrepreneurs. So we were like, great, we'll put together the tactics so that you have a framework. So you can say step one, I'm going to do this to my brain today. Step two, I'm going to program this in step three. I'm going to learn how to manage this piece. And then step three, I'm gonna, so we have these frameworks that we go through and teach how to upgrade your internal operating system. Now that's on the, on the high end, on the simple end, sometimes we just got to find our internal block. Sometimes we got to just figure out that thing that's holding us back from success because we've literally done every mechanic along the way. We followed the framework. We went and did our value ladder. We went and put together our perfect webinar. We went and did our, you know, our unboxing funnel and our webinar funnel and we did our phone funnel and we have our high ticket funnel. We have all these things that we did mechanically and we're looking at it going, why the heck doesn't this work? Why isn't this working? And the answer is it's, it's right there. It's right inside of there and in there, you are the reason it's not working. And, and the funny part about it is every one of our fearless leaders, if you're following anybody and they've had a, a high level of success, they're all looking back at us going, if I just would have done mindset, if I just, if I just would have done mindset or even better, the marketers that are up there are all going, well, here, let me teach you about mindset. And I'm like, no, no, no no, don't do that. <laughs> you're, you're teaching a watered down version of it because what you're really trying to do is teach us the mechanics of the thing. You're not actually having any sort of education in the mindset. So they're doing the best that they can because they know they have to fulfill that side of it, but there's so much more. There's so much more to the back end. And so that's what, what we try to fulfill is we try to get in with some actual specific tactics that match and mesh up with the marketing and the stuff that we're trying to do to make our business grow and do it at the same time. Because if we do that and there's balance, then the, the idea is that we'll get to that place where I'm standing there judging going, yeah, this is what I meant to do. This is where I'm meant to be. This is my calling and I actually went and fulfilled it. And now they both built up at the same time instead of ending up in that place where you're like, gosh, all right, I'm miserable. I'm on my private jet flying to Hawaii and this is crappy. Yeah, I'm thankful for being here, but so what? <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's the structure, it's the frameworks and the particulars to actually do the mindset instead of just going, well, think about the law of attraction. Okay, now what? You know, and so it, that's, that's the short version. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what are some of the ways that you are marketing these tools in your business? Like how are you getting the word out? Well, we, uh, we love the marketing community and I, I feel like there's just so many great mentors that we all have that we can look up to for these great mechanics. And so right now uh, we've done a number of different things and hopefully you have to, if not, if you're on the beginning of your journey, hopefully you'll go and you'll find those things. And of course, listening to this podcast, you're going to have tons of options because you can go 
check out all of her cool, amazing stuff for you. And so as you do that, you're going to see that there's lots of different options. Right now we're running a, a cool uh, launch plan that we have from, uh, from one of our mentors. It's a, a cool five-day launch plan and building some organic traffic. And so we're doing that through uh, a Facebook group. Uh, and that's fun. We, we've done some others. I've run a summit. Uh, last year, we ran a summit. And, and oh my gosh, summits are amazing. So if you haven't if you haven't dug in and tried to do a summit, you should do that. But we've done that in the past. We're gearing up for another one later this year. And uh, so, but right now our focus is, is all on a, on a five-day launch. And that's where we're putting our efforts because we feel like that is the best thing for our new framework, right? We have a framework that we're using and that we've found some great success with. And so we felt like that was the best way to, to go out and lead with value, give our audience some massive, massive ability to change and do what they need to do and then hopefully they'll like what we do and then they'll come and work with us in the future and that's the that's the goal and so we we really believe in that i feel like if you can add huge value on the front end that it's that in itself is um well it, it works two ways one it lets them believe and trust that you're the real deal because we have it's amazing to me years later we're still paying for the the scammers on the internet in the beginning like we are so far from that but years later we are still paying for their transgressions because of how we have to market because people are so afraid to buy things online and and so we're still having to actually go no look we're the real deal we really are going to give you all this value and they're looking at that going well if it's for free then it couldn't be worth anything you're like no 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 really just just take a chance and trust me this is great stuff right and so as marketers we have to kind of overcome that and i feel like with that concept and being able to add value to them they're going to come in and they're going to be part of our world and then they can take and, and uh, move up your value ladder which hopefully you build and um, and the other side of it is I think it's freeing to yourself because I think McDonald's years and years ago if you study marketing and how how things were done in the past McDonald's went out and they said "Ooh, hide the secret sauce do not give away the secret sauce. That's what will get people to come. If we have the secret sauce, everybody will come to us. And for an age in marketing, that worked really great. Hide your secrets and keep them close to the hip. Don't let anybody have them because then everybody will come to you. But we're in such a different age of marketing. And I think as we overcome that and we start to realize that it sets us free because we start to realize that our value and our worth is in so much more than just that tactic, that secret sauce tactic, because come on, let's get real. It's thousand Island. It's it. Thousand Island. They put it on a hamburger. Good job guys. And then they made it secret. Right. And so now everybody's like, Ooh, that's good. But you know what? It's not the secret sauce. It's you, you are the special thing. And as you, as you provide this great value for your customers, it sets you free to just be able to go, this is me. This is me. This is what I have to offer. And I know I can help you. Now, if you're going to trust me, come on down. Let's do it. If you're not, it's okay. I'll be here later when you figure it out. I love it. Okay. So what has been your most successful marketing tactic in your business up to this point? Oh, that's a great question. Um, honestly, uh, as far as, as tactic goes, uh, there's, two two parts of this one is authenticity I, it doesn't sound like a tactic but it really is like 
you have to be real. When people believe you, it's because they have this hunch. And that hunch comes from all this other psychology stuff that's behind it. People are naturally good readers of people. Now, we dumb it down as we get older, we get worse at it. But if you've practiced it, I've practiced it for a lot of years, so I spend a lot of time reading people. We do it whether we know it or not. It's a skill that the greats modeled. NLP was based off of modeling. And in the past, they went through and they modeled the greats. They just went and did what worked. And then they figured out how to repeat that over and over again. So when we watch people, when we talk to people, when we are selling to people, essentially they're looking to see if you're authentic. They don't necessarily, they maybe didn't have the skills and the training taught to them, but there's something about you. And, and for all of you out there that are thinking about this, think for just a second. There has been a time when somebody has been talking to you and you walked away from that conversation and you went, I don't believe a thing they just said. I don't believe it. Or you tell the person next to you, I don't trust them. And there's something about it. What you were doing was internally, you were reading them. And maybe you're good at it, maybe you're not good at it. And if you've had some success in your life, you go, oh, I can trust myself because I'm good at doing that, right? And if you haven't, you go, oh, I'm not so sure if I can trust myself. But we read people and that authenticity comes across. So for me, the, the best marketing tactic is really still about being authentic. It's about being able to bring your soul to the world. And that comes from my dance training in the back as well as my NLP training. Because as a dancer, if I went out on the floor and I wasn't authentic and real, if I wasn't sharing my soul, you know, the end result was like, you know, get off the floor. Next couple, please. Right. But when we did share our soul, uh, you know, the audience would stand up and they would just they would just, you moved their soul and they could tell you were authentic. And one of my old friends posted a video of me when I was like in college, right? And they posted one up on the internet recently. And so everybody's like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. This was so great. And you could see the people were excited and they stood up and I looked back and I was like trying to evaluate what was it? What was the thing at that point? And it was, it was authenticity. Yeah. Now, as far as like mechanical tactic, because I think that might be what you were alluding to a little bit, but as far as mechanical tactic, uh, honestly, uh, the thing that we've had the most success with was, was a summit. And so I, I know I said that earlier, but uh, run a summit. Uh, if you need leads, if you need to be able to demonstrate your knowledge and your, your capabilities and, uh, and what you are good at, what you love, uh, summit is a great way to do it. And, and it was so counterintuitive to me because when I ran the summit, it was like, oh, go bring in a whole bunch of other people that can actually be better than you. And I was like, as a dancer and being competitive, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to bring in the guy that does the same thing as me and put him next to me. That's crazy talk. But what ended up happening was everybody went, oh, that guy's good and you're good and she's good and he's good. And so now all of a sudden you're in with this mix of people that you want to be in with. And all of a sudden you have the credibility and you have the uh, raised level of stature that sometimes the outside world needs, not necessarily that you need, but that the outside world needs. And so that that's honestly, I, I would run a, a summit I, I, hands down without a doubt, you know, and, well, and I've tried a bunch, it. I've tried tons of launches and stuff and we're doing one now that we are having fun with and, and we're, uh, and we're, working on, but I, I would definitely run a summit. Okay. I love that advice. Um, and what's something that, that has been a struggle for you? Oh, 
Um, am I allowed to say everything? <laughs> um, honestly, um, I think part of the reason that, that I love working with struggling entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that are like, oh, okay, is because I feel like along the way, I've literally struggled through every, every friggin' aspect of it. Like, I, I, and that sounds so overboard, but honestly, like I remember going through a time where I, I, the accounting, like it was, oh my goodness. I, I, and I just kept telling myself, okay, I just have to do this until I can get somebody else to do this because I have to understand it well enough that somebody isn't going to take me for my money. <clears throat> and so getting through the portion of coming to grips with the accounting, oh my gosh, it was such a struggle. But then I remember going, okay, organic traffic. Oh, ouch. How do I, how do I do this? Uh, I still am in a fight with Facebook ads. That's why you're going to be on my team soon. You know, like, <laughs> because Facebook ads, you know, everybody's like, yeah, you got to do it. And it's like, oh, me and Facebook ads, we're in a fight. I've been in a fight with them for too long. You know, um, I feel like the, um, you know, Dream 100 is such a huge element and it's so important, so necessary. But I feel like I've had so many times struggling with Dream 100 and, and dealing with, ironically, my own internal demons that kept me from doing my Dream 100. And it was stuff I knew I needed to do, but I'd come in and look at the computer and go, oh, I don't, and I'd come up with the reasons why I didn't do it or why they wouldn't respond to me or, and, and I'd actually work myself out of doing it. So I literally feel like every element of this entrepreneur journey at some stage in the game I've struggled with, except for the thing that I love to do. That part's easy. If I'm teaching somebody, if I'm helping somebody, if I'm helping them overcome their idea, if I'm trying to look at their business and go, this is what's wrong, piece of cake. I got that. But on the inside, oh my goodness, there's, there's struggles left and right. And I feel like with every element of, of trying to improve me from the inside, it's helped me get over those little pieces one at a time. And they keep coming back. I don't know if you've noticed that. They keep coming back. Like you just get a different accounting trouble. You're like, oh, I guess I got to do this now. And then I got a different Dream 100 struggle. It's not like it used to be. I got to do this now. And so with each one of those, our own demons keep coming out. And, and so I, yeah, everything. <laughs> no, I, I love, I love your honesty and vulnerability. Right. And, and I really, I love the saying new levels, new devils, right? Yeah. Like with each yeah. level, you're going to, you're going to face a new level of having that opportunity to grow oh, and yeah. overcome certain things. Okay. Well, this has been seriously so fun. Michael, I always love to end with this question and it is what has been your biggest internal transformation that has happened as you've been on this journey? Gosh. Um, I think, I think ultimately it was a sense of relief for my soul. I, I, maybe sounds a little epic, right? But I feel like it was this ability to relax inside in a way that allowed me to just literally do what I love, not work to do what I love, but literally just do what I love. And uh, I'll, I forget that I'm working as many hours as I do sometimes because it's not, I, I mean, it is, by definition of other people, it's hard work. And when they look at me from the outside, it's hard work. Oh, how do you work so hard? And I, and I, sometimes I get jolted out of it and go, I, 
I'm not. I, I just, I'm just doing the thing that I love to do. And I feel like that's the, that was the transformation is that I, I left that place where it was and had become work. And it was really hard to let go of that. But when I did, all of a sudden, the stuff that I do is just like, it's easy. I can be in the moment. I can be in the minute, do the next thing that I need to do, love doing it and deal with the cool puzzles. You know, some people say challenges, but the cool puzzles that come up to me every day, they're, they're cool puzzles. Um, so I think it's that, I think it's, it's the relief in my soul. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so great. Okay. So Michael, how can, how can our listeners get in touch with you? How do they follow you? Find, find your journey, find, find your group. What, give us the deets. Well, uh, a few ways. Um, we have our podcast that has been going for a couple of years now. It's called Magic for Life. Um, and you can find that anywhere. Magic is spelled with a J. It's kind of clever, right? And there's actually a reason behind it. But, um, but you can find it uh, magicforlife.com. And you can find connection to the podcast. It's on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. Um, so that's one way. And uh, there's some awesome content we re- publish three times a week. And, uh, and so there's a lot of cool things there. Uh, and then besides that, uh, if you want to find your way to the most recent book we released, it's at everyminutebook.com. And you can find a free copy because you know, I just want to get out and help you change your life. So you can get a free copy there. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. We have a, we have a Facebook group, uh, that's, that's mindset solutions for entrepreneurs. So you can go find that on Facebook and I'm sure the links will be somewhere around here, but, uh, you know, those are the easiest ways to, to find us and, and, uh, get in touch with us. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what we're up to. I love it. Okay. We're so excited. We're going to put all those links in the episode notes. Uh, so you guys make sure to check out Michael, join his group, learn from him, get his resources. I mean, this guy is the, the king of generosity and we really, really appreciate it. He also is um, putting in the marketing matrix toolbox, uh, the life R framework, right? So life five or ways- framework. Yep. Okay. The life or framework to five ways to ensure you're always working on the next level of life and business. Yeah, you got to go get that. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so we are super excited to have that in the toolbox. So we appreciate your willingness to share that with us. Absolutely. And Michael, it has just been a joy to have you share your story, your life, your heart, your soul. You have been true to your word and you have been authentic today. So <laughs> I wanted to just thank you for that and thank you for being on The Marketing Matrix. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Huge, huge thanks to you guys for listening today. I know you picked up some great insights along the way. So be sure to tune in next week to my good friend, Steve Rakin. He's sharing with us some of the secrets he knows from being a YouTube content creator, and you will want to hear them. There's a quick and easy way for you to help our podcast out. And the way to best help us is to help our podcast reach others like you who can benefit from it. All you've got to do, guys, is rate and review the podcast or even share it through your social media. Life as an entrepreneur can be complicated enough, so let's share the love with others. 
And remember, you're invited to join our marketing conversations always that are happening every day, every week in my free Facebook group called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Ecom Brands. To hop in with others trying to master the ad game and scale their business, go to www.facebook.com slash group slash FB Ad Ninja. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening as always, and we'll see you next time.